0: Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for a radio audience here in Mississippi at WYAD, 94.1 FM, and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all could be with us. Also, it's tuning in to our online affiliates around the world, including our friends at Blog Talk Radio. We're glad you all could be with us as well. Well, there's a lot going on in the world. If you guys are looking for a little bit of escapism, as well as a little bit of, of laughter and something that'll make you think, I know our next guest book will definitely be something you want to add to your reading list. We're excited to welcome both Bancroft to our program today. Bo's the author of the book I had a chance to read called Make America Beautiful Again. We'll talk to Bo not only about the writing of the book, but also what inspired him to write it, what it's been like for him to see the response. And of course, we'll let you guys know how to get your own copy of it. Bo, thank you so much for the time today. Really appreciate it.
1: Oh, Cyrus, thank you very much for having me on the show. I really, uh, really appreciate your time
0: the pleasure is definitely all mine. So, Bo, I want to talk to you first of all about this experience. You know, I hear authors all the time on this program talk about what a lonely process the the writing part of it is. What has it been like for you now for the book to be out and to be able to start sharing it with the world?
1: Uh it's it's really been uh, quite exciting, I must say. I, I, you know, in these in these times, you know, it's it. There's so much noise that goes on in the world and um and it feels like in particular with the politics right now our voices are getting smaller and smaller so actually writing the book for me was very therapeutic as it was a way for me to feel like i had a voice in everything that's going on in the world and then to have the feedback from the readers say that it, it, it resonated with 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 most really has been a, a very pleasant surprise. It was almost my own personal therapy first, and then to have the positive reaction has been been uh, very gratifying.
0: I'm so glad you said that, because I think the thing is, when I, I have to say, but when the book was first pitched to me, I was intrigued by it, so it was going to be a yes to read it anyway. But after I read it, I think the thing that struck me was, it, it helps us, I have always thought that fiction is a way for us to be able to discuss the truth of the world in a safer way. Is that kind of what you felt also in writing this book, that writing this as a novel and kind of giving us the characters, and we're going to dive into some of those, that it does make it easier for people to feel like they can talk about things without judgment?
1: A- a- absolutely. Uh, it, there There is so much anger in the world right now that you can't really have an honest conversation really anymore. And in, in you're exactly right. I, I, I felt like that was that was a driver for me to be able to express opinion and to use humor so I didn't come off as just one other angry person out there. Um, yeah.
0: One of the things that Barry, the character Barry, that is very prominent in the book says, and I made a note of it because even though he, he didn't say it in the context that I'm going to use both, I think uh, it ties it so well with so much of what happens in the world. In Chapter 26, Barry is having a conversation, and what he says when he's talking about how he's been able to to take a tweet uh, and to be able to use it for a message, he says, need to get something out fast, strike hard and early to get the most exposure. And I think we see that happen so much in the world today, that people, whether you're in, in my industry and you want to be the first one out with a story or with an exclusive, even though you may not have all the information, you know, just the, the idea of being the first on social media, catching on the trends. What was that like for you to explore throughout this book about how people were able to take things and really make it their own and to and to jump on it?
1: Yeah, it, it, it's it's I, I, how can I say this? I have issues with people saying things without thinking, and I feel like we are we are in that environment right now, yeah. to your point, wanting to be the first that that we we react instead of actually think and 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 Barry, for me, was a character that that I really I enjoyed writing about because he was an older person as i'm i who who has a lot of his own history to reflect back upon both the good and the bad and so i i i enjoyed letting him be more of the voice of reflection and of of mistakes um, and so yeah he 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 was he was he was one a, a character who was close to my heart
0: and, and I think that is a thing and I think another thing that's in the news today of course is we're looking at the environment and looking at the way that people are looking at that and, and it's uh J. R. is another character that comes to mind. Uh that is, uses colorful language when he talks about what he considers eco freaks. Uh and and I think it is it is one of those things I think again as I was reading it, I thought it is so it it is funny the way you wrote it. But it is something, too, to kind of think about that. So so let's go back to how this all began for you, Bo. When did you yeah. know that Make America Beautiful Again was a book you wanted to write? What kind of was the lead-up for it for you?
1: Uh, you know, I, I really hate to admit this, Cyrus, but but the genesis of the entire book came from my honest hatred of billboards. I really don't <laughs> – I don't like billboards, and and I do admittedly dream about blowing them up. <laughs> um and so I, I, I took that seed and I uh, at that point I decided really then to, to 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 write on some of the things that bother me. Um and that's the disregard for our our, our climate. Um the the, the 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 white supremacist movement that is growing, um the treatment of our veterans um, and, and politicians, and I was able to kind of use all of those together, and, and weave them within a, a cord of what's important to me, and that's family and friends sticking together during perilous times. Um, so it just, uh, Cyrus, it just kind of, it, it kind of grew from my, the, my pet peeves. And then I was able to wind in together the things that were important to me to try to counteract uh, uh, some of those things that, that bother me.
0: And, and I think again to be able to do it in the way that that gets people thinking, I think, and talking, and saying, because I think what happens is what happens, like with me when I was reading the book, bro, and that is, we all know someone like this. We all know a Jr. Yeah. We all know above us. You know I mean, we all know an yeah. Andre. And, and I think that that yeah. is the thing. Is like, and then it's like, okay, well, which one am I? You know, where do I fall? You know in this in this conversation and I, and I love the fact too that you're able to do it again in a way that is entertaining, uh, but also again, as I mentioned in my introduction, does make people think publicity is a big part of this book too, right I mean how how much did that play into it because I mentioned earlier about the tweet and then of course about jumping on things, how much did the idea of of you know of fame and publicity and celebrity how much did that play in the writing of the book?
1: Yeah, it, it, thank you for asking us, Cyrus. It, it, it actually played in a lot. I, I, I'm a I'm a person, not to, to to say I'm a dinosaur, but I still read the newspaper every day. I still get the newspaper every day. And, and the line I talk in there about being able to read a newspaper and think and decipher the information on your own is something that's very, very important to me. I've worked in the media world. uh, I worked for for networks early early in my career, and I was always just rather taken aback about how, as you mentioned earlier, it's just being known in the press and everything, whether it's true or not, is just so very important now. And I had to kind of make fun of that a little bit because I think it takes away our own thought process when other people are telling things to us through a video instead of us actually figuring it out on our own. So the the, the press and the media w- wasn't as overt in my abuse towards them, uh, but I liked to tweak them as much as I possibly could. <laughs>
0: Right. I, I totally agree with that and look and understand that as well. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, either on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome Bob and Crop to our program today, both the author of the new book, Make America Beautiful Again. We're gonna let you all know how to be able to get your own copy of the book as well as how you guys can stay connected. Uh, with Bo. Bo, I want to ask you this question, kind of fast-forwarding then to the book being finished. When you were able to read it yourself and to kind of reflect on it yourself, was this the book you intended to write, or, or did you find that the characters as you created them, that they kind of took on a life of their own along the way?
1: Yeah, the, the the characters definitely took a life of their own. Cyrus, just as the as the book went on, and, and there were believe it or not, in the earlier drafts I had even more characters because there are a lot, there are a lot of characters in this book, and I and I took some of those uh, uh, other ones away to 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 kind of emphasize the the ones that uh, um, that I I really liked. Um, but but I think the biggest thing for me and, and you mentioned it earlier, uh, was that I wanted the characters to be relatable. Too often I read a fiction book in particular and people are driving Bentleys or they're just they're just fancy and I don't know, have superpowers and I really wanted to have a book where it's people that I know, the people that you know, people on the street. Um and, and I had I really had a lot of fun further developing. And I gotta say, the ones that I don't like, the JRs, the Bubbas, they were the most fun to write about uh, because yeah. you could just you could just uh, uh, caricature caricature them that much more.
0: You know, and that brings us to some of the seriousness of this book, and I would even argue both the timeliness of it. In Chapter Fifty Four, speaking of our friend Bubba. Uh, you, he doesn't say something, but it's something that, that he thinks that you articulate in the book, and that is this. Bubba had to hand it to the president. The guy sure knew how to manipulate a story for the press. And and I think that is that is so broad, and, and in the world we live in today, even though some people may think about certain individuals when I read a statement like that, I, I think that kind of goes across party lines. It goes across ideology. Uh, it goes across so many things that there are so many people who know how to get a rise out of people, right? I mean, and and, and yeah. so it was The reason why I wanted to bring that up because I've made made enough to bring that up anyway. But when you mention about not not really indicting the press, what I mean as as the audience reads that though, they can't help but think about something they've seen, right, or something that has gotten someone, you know, you know, up in arms, um, for lack of a better phrase, even though it does fit this book <laughs> very yeah. well. Um, what what was it like for you to write that that thought of Bubba's and to kind of think about that when you kind of look at the world?
1: Yeah, it's the the it, it's it's the the trend we've had against truth, and you're exactly right. It goes across party lines uh you know yes there's a lot of political satire in here but i, I never mention a political party because i want right. to lump them w- want to lump them lump them all together and it it gets it gets back to the blurring of the truth we we have become we have become so fixated as you also as you mentioned earlier with the quick hit the quick quick fix that that we as a population are not taking time anymore to, to actually understand what is the truth and, and what isn't. And, and I think that was one of the things I was trying to, to make fun of and to try to get across is that as we as a people, we need to, we need to spend more time um, and, and learn uh, and read uh, so that we're, we're not getting caught up in, in, the, in the hoopla of the emotion because emotion is so much easier to control than than logic and and we we seem to be in that phase where everybody wants to control our emotion
0: how much of that do you think uh, and i'm asking you now just as an individual i guess more more so than just as the author of the book how much of that though Beau, is our fault and, and i th- and i thought about that when i was reading the book too that people can say crazy things all the time but it's up to us how we choose to act on it these some of these characters make very deliberate decisions to take action, regardless of what someone says. Right? How much of that is our fault? Do you think? As you kind of reflecting on some of these characters you created, that you know, even though we may blame other people for inciting something or saying something, it really is up to the individuals to decide what they do with that.
1: You're you're spot on, Cyrus. Uh, the, the whole the whole personal accountability uh, for for so many things whether it's our actions or our thoughts is really getting drowned out. Um, I couldn't agree with you more. It's, it's, we, it's easy to blame others, but in the long run, it's really up to us, your own personal decision, your own relationships. Uh, you know, for, for me, the 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 meaning of life and i try to get to that a little bit in the book is is really about your personal relationships in in those those personal relationships are are so very important and can act as a rock and can can also help keep you accountable um but uh yeah i i i agree with you it's it's uh, uh, uh we we need to we need to step up and 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 be better that are humans
0: and it's something all of us can do there's that general exchange that yeah. you have in the book between the character Andrea and the Ranger where um, you know the the Ranger makes an assumption about Andrea you know and 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 who she is and what she you know is about and you know he starts to say something that he realizes can be offensive and she's able to kind of defuse it by saying you know not many of us blackbirders you know and him kind of realizing that she had not been offended realizing that he was going had not seen her as someone um who would and I think that is the other thing I I love about this book too, Bo, is that it really does kinda of take labels off of things. You know, we can very easily call someone this or that. And I think that's again part of the 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 toxic nature of the world we live in now. We're so quick to wanna to compartmentalize people, right? Uh and yeah. and this book really does show that we, we you know we can we can all be able to have a broad uh, array of interest. Uh, and passion, uh, and I think yeah. regardless of where we're from or what we look like. So I've mentioned some of the things that kind of was a takeaway from me, Bo. Outside of the book being entertaining, I mentioned this to you before we went live here. What do you want people to remember about Make America Beautiful Again?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I touched on it a little bit, but I, I, I really do want folks to 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 cherish their friends and their family and realize that the, the strength of your life is your community, whether that's a small community or a, a, a large uh, community. Uh, that's, that's really important to me. Uh, you also touched on it, too, is that, that um, I, I, I would love for people to just start loving each other for who they are uh, yeah. Regardless of, of of race or religion, we get so caught up in that. Um, I, I tried to I, I, I tried to level the playing field there as much as possible, and then also um, make some make some fun at those people that uh, that are are not necessarily um, uh, keen on, on immigration. Um, And I I desperately wanted to point out what I view as some of the very serious threats that we face in our our country now, and that is uh, white supremacy and and our politicians. Uh, Those are are some of the things I'd love for people to take away from the book.
0: Well, I think they will. And again, you've given us a, a safer and fun way to be able to discuss it. Are you excited about the next book?
1: You know, I, I really am Cyrus. I I, um, I I started a second book, but then all of the feedback I received on on Make America Beautiful that there there were a handful of characters in Make America Beautiful that really resonated with my readers, and I felt I felt bad abandoning them in the second book, so I put that one on the shelf and and, uh, and, and, and very active in my next book, where some of these key folks, uh, Seamus, Andrea. Maggie uh, are are all coming back, and they're seeking other injustices. I I work I happen to work for Habitat for Humanity, so I'm very uh, attuned to the affordable housing crisis. In this second book, I'm uh, I'm taking on uh, corrupt developers, uh, property developers, which which are another group of people that irritate me. So I've been really <laughs> enjoying diving into that into that.
0: Well, one thing about living in the world, where I think the world will continue to give you some great material, Bo. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing <laughs> what yeah, yeah. you do you, next. You, uh, for, for you know,
1: uh, the the truth really is stranger than fiction. Just when you don't think something could happen, it comes up, and yeah, that's when you get your little book out and you make a note in there and say, I got to write about this. That's just too right. weird.
0: exactly exactly again everyone bo bancroft has been our guest make america beautiful again is the book It's available through our friends at amazon.com you definitely can get your copy there and bo how can our audience stay connected with you
1: uh the best way is uh through my uh through my uh web page uh bobancroft.com um there's a there's a way to connect with me uh, learn more about the book and and um and uh, communicate with me. As I mentioned to you, Cyrus, I, I, I shun, um, I, I, I shun uh, most of the social medias. I think from this interview, you could probably figure out why I shun most of the social medias. So that's uh, bovancroft.com is probably the best way to, uh, to connect with me.
0: Awesome. Well, Bo, it was great talking with you. Congratulations again on the book and looking forward to staying connected with you.
1: Uh, thank you so much, Cyrus. I really do appreciate your time today and having me on your show. And
0: thanks oh, to your listeners. To yeah, the pleasure is definitely all ours, and I know they appreciate it as well. And I thank your audience for tuning in as well to another great episode of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. And let's go make today amazing. Take care.